previously on Lost. In, the, in a similar way that Sawyer was running uh, security in in three years, if Hurley had been left behind uh, and not been on the plane and he'd been in started in 1974, he would have been running food service on the island. But yeah, no, no, no help is coming for young Ben. Uh, he wants to help Saeed, though. That's our first kind of present scene of this episode. Later after the meeting, uh, Saeed or Sawyer goes to Kate to ask why they came back. But before she can answer, big flaming Dharma van. Ben is in full Donnie Darko mode, having helped Saeed escape. But they run into uh, Jin. Saeed knocks him out. Uh, says, you were right about me. I am the killer. And they kill baby Hitler. And I mean, I was saying, you know, I took I took two Philmont treks and never saw a freaking bear. And then I see one is in the fucking suburbs. It was it was wild. Like it was pretty like definitely like adrenaline for when it was actually happening. But then afterwards, it's like, oh, shit, man. Like, <laughs> I, I know it probably would have been fine no matter what. Like I said, the bear didn't really have any interest in us. But still, like, what if the kids had been over there and had been like, oh, bear, I'm going to go fucking poke this motherfucker. Yeah, I had um, literally poked the bear. Yeah, I <laughs> suppose that is not completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, well, I think maybe you remember my uh, nephew who poked a squirrel that yeah. let itself be touched, which of course is a very sick squirrel that mm-hmm. turned around and bit him and latched on. So yeah, that sucks. Ki- kids do. Sometimes surprising thing with animals, although yeah. I, I suppose most would probably be scared of a real life bear. Um, so my feeling on this episode, yeah, is, let's do Lost. Is Lost? I guess the whole show is the writers writing themselves into a corner, and then you get to see how they write themselves out. And I yeah. think that's kind of more than most shows because of the format and because. You know, a mystery show where they didn't they didn't know all of the answers. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, and, and and also a mystery show, to be fair to them, because, you know, on the one hand, it's easy to just be like, you guys are making the shit up as you went along. Like, why didn't you have a plan and all that? But also a mystery show made within like late network television where yeah. like you had no idea how long you were going to be on the network yeah. would. The network would demand a certain number of episodes that you didn't necessarily have enough story for. So, like, some of it's on them, but some of it is, like, them doing their best in, like, probably one of the worst systems for creating, yeah, yeah. For, for creating um, narrative content that, 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 could, that has existed. I think that's the exact correct take on the idea that, like, oh, they, yeah, they, they didn't know what was going on. They're just pulling things out of their asses. Like... No, they, they. It could only happen this way. Yeah, this exactly. At, at this time, this format. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be like to like nail it down a little more. Like they literally also had to deal with the human element of like the guy who plays Mister Echo just being like, "I fucking hate living in Hawaii, and I'm leaving." <laughs> like, yeah, like there were so many things that were working against them that weren't their fault. It is like kind of a wonder that the show is as coherent as it is. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. And so this episode, it feels like one of the first season five episodes that I am, am unreservedly positive on. Uh, not that it's great lost, but it's really entertaining. There's so much going on with some of the 
the character development in this episode and the plot developments as well. And it's surprising I say that for a for a Kate episode. I was going to say definitively <laughs> the best Kate episode. Yeah, yeah, wow. I think so. Um, all right, let's start the show proper. This is the Lost Me podcast. My name is Ben, that's Spencer. We talk about the show Lost episode by episode. I've seen it a whole bunch. Spencer's never seen it before. And tonight, uh, as you might surmise, we're talking about Whatever Happened, Happened, episode 11 of season five, uh, as uh, mentioned before, a Kate episode. And I think I alluded to this earlier in the season that Whatever Happened, Happened is one of two sort of ironclad rules of the lost universe that is laid out here um, in season five uh, as it relates to time travel. The other is happens to be the episode title of next week's episode, which we'll get to. Um, but so whatever happened, happened is something to always keep in mind for the rest of season five um, as we deal with sort of the fallout of our losties being in the 70s. Yeah, that that's they've done a good job making that extra, extra clear. I mean, Hurley's whole involvement in this episode with Miles is just he's back to audience surrogate. Um, yeah. And in a way that, like, I feel like in the hands of any other actor would maybe have been pretty insufferable. Just no, like, no, but yeah, those are good scenes. But it's so fun watching uh, Jorge Garcia do it because he's just he's just so likable. Let's start in the past present of LA with okay. Kate driving in suburbia to see Clementine's mom Cassidy the Kate Cassidy relationship it's it's just one of the many attempts to make the Kate character to bring something interesting out of her yeah it's hard to imagine being surprised by something out of the Kate character or performance at this point yeah i mean yeah i mean part of it i think is that like this was i believe evangeline lily is like literal first role mm-hmm. um like she was not a particularly seasoned actor at the time and it it shows yeah the cassidy thing is like the aaron thing oh well we'll just add a relational element to this character we don't really know how to develop yeah and of course you know it is a way to connect kate and sawyer you know, off the island, which you can take that for what it is, but that is sort of a hallmark of Lost is the idea that these characters are connected in some way that we don't necessarily understand yet. Yeah. I like how Cassidy seems in this first meeting with Kate to get an incredible dig in by suggesting probably a little jealousy, jealously, because in some sense, Kate was a romantic rival. Yeah. Um, and so Cassidy suggests that Sawyer jumped out of a helicopter to get away from Kate, which is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine just like, imagine just needing that much of an out. So yeah, you're I going mean, to trap yourself on an evil island. <laughs> if, if we trust, if we trust Cassidy's vision, that might bring Sawyer back into the contest with Desmond for biggest fuckboy on the island. <laughs> Yeah, yes, at least at least in her eyes. And I mean, of course, she has experienced that side of Sawyer. So you're right. True. You're right. The he he's back in the running for sure. At least we're yeah. reminded. Um Yeah, Kate uh divulges the truth of the island and shit. Yeah. Right um, away. Not really even any like <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess she had to kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um 
this is another instance of a character saying, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Um, and it's another instance of, we saw that scene where they reminded the, the audience that they were constructing this elaborate lie so many times that it just like seeing it dropped so casually is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cassidy says, you told me the truth of the island. Why are you lying to me about Aaron? Was that in the second scene with Cassidy, maybe? I don't know. It could be. Uh, it doesn't matter, really. Uh, at some point, she says that you kept Aaron to heal from your broken heart uh, from Sawyer. Um, oh, yes. that that is, that is the second one. You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we get another Marina scene, Redux. The Redux of the Redux of the Redux. God damn this scene. Yeah. Uh, where it'll it'll haunt us until we until we die. Yeah. Um, but this is two of three now, or two of four now of uh, characters who we don't know how they ended up on the Ajira flight, or at least we don't know how they got to the point where they wanted to go on the Ajira flight. Uh, we had Saeed, now we have Kate. Uh, the only two left are Hurley and Ben. So okay. Uh, and next week is a Ben episode. So get ready for that. Uh, we get another another. Aaron line, another another line from A.A. Ron. Uh, he, says, say? he says, Mommy, I'm thirsty. I need some milk. Yep. Hey, this is producer Spencer. We lost a little bit of audio. It's going to pick back up after the scene where Kate temporarily loses Aaron in a supermarket. Yeah, so I, I loved the kind of horror scene of Kate being unnerved seeing Aaron with a Claire lookalike. I think I had accepted the show logic of it's like, well, naturally, Kate can take care of Aaron. Uh, you know, they saved him from the island. Why not? Without yeah. thinking that he had a relative that could. And yeah. it's, I wonder how many other viewers had that reaction because it's just like, oh shit, they stole a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they kind of address that when they say, you know, we have to, like, we can't, the whole idea of the lie. Though I guess, in theory, if they'd known about Claire's mother, they could have been like, oh, yeah, Claire lived for uh, a week and gave birth to Aaron. Uh, anyone want him? But um, <laughs> I guess in their mind, just keeping it all, keeping it all together made more sense. I mean, that is a way to justify baby napping. Yeah, you know, if there ever was one. Even even in this supposedly redemptive arc for Kate, it's just like, yeah, there's there's someone who should be taking care of this kid, and it's not you and Jack. Yeah. Uh, so then she goes to visit Clementine. We have the whole idea that she she kept Aaron to heal from her broken heart from Sawyer. Um, and then you know Claire is so unnerved that she uh, gives Aaron to Claire's mom. You 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 mean Kate is so unnerved? Yeah, that's right. Kate is so unnerved that she just gives Aaron to Claire's mom. Well, so Cassidy is doing the like pop psychological work of explaining what a flashback usually does, which is like leads you to some point about how a character justifies something or how they got to something. Yeah. Kate, why were you so scared? It's because you took him, Kate. You That's needed true. him. Which is, you know, correct, a good reading of what's going on. Uh, and then she takes it to a wild ass, really like diminutive place because Sawyer broke your heart. How else were you supposed to fix it? 
Yeah. It's like, okay, no, I, th I think you should have just stopped at because you needed him. Yeah, and, like, especially, like, not only because that's, like, like you said, just, like, demeaning, but also, like, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Kate was over Sawyer pretty quickly. I think so, too, and I think to the extent that they kind of, like, change that this season, it does feel kind of unnatural. A little forced, yeah. Kate meets, what's her name, Mrs. Littleton? Carol. Carol, and uh, fesses up. And then, uh, three years after stealing this boy, uh, just fucking abandons him. <laughs> and is like, yeah. hey, uh, you're going to stay in this motel with this woman you've never met before. I like the line, uh, when you're ready, he's waiting for you. Yeah. It's almost like dot, dot, dot. I mean, ideally before he wakes up and gets scared. Yeah. I mean, he's waiting for you ideally within the next, I don't know, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just park, parks the kid in a Mattel room. And she also, Kate, directly reiterates Cassidy's line. I took him because I needed him, which yeah. I feel like to a grandmother face-to-face uh, -face, that probably doesn't really like fly as much not so much but kate also uh reveals to us if the writers put themselves in a corner with how could kate want to go back to the island here's how they get them get themselves out it's uh kate is on a mission to find claire yeah that's why kate's back uh, unfortunately she's in 1977 so we'll see about that yeah uh speaking of which let's go to 1977 we open up with Jin regaining consciousness and finding Ben bleeding. <laughs> yeah, brings the kid into the van. Jin doesn't seem to have any moral compunctions about uh, saving kid Linus. Yep. Uh, Jack can't help himself from inserting himself into the, uh, into the conversation. And despite the fact that he's a janitor, feels the need to talk, <laughs> to, Hor talk to Horace during the big meeting. Horace is like running night games at scout camp. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he's putting on the snipe hunt and just organizing teams. And uh, Jack just has to uh, try and have his moment. Yep. Horace points out that it was someone within their camp that let Saeed loose. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Kate meets Mr. Linus in this. Oh, scene. yeah. That's Kate an <laughs> unlikely friendship if there ever was one. Kate and Roger are getting tight. That's my kid. But Kate doesn't know anything about the motor pool. No. Which really does make me think that they were just like, if you're a woman between the age of 25 and 40, you are in the motor pool. <laughs> Some kind of weird stipulation in their uh, charter. Yeah. Next, we get Horace telling Sawyer to question the janitor. Yep. Sawyer, I, I love Sawyer just like telling Miles to get Jack, Kate, and Hurley into a house and not let them leave. Very yeah. funny. Yes. They're rounding up the losties before they can say something stupid. Yep. Juliet uh, tells Sawyer that she needs a real surgeon to save little Linus. But Jack There's is only... like, Jack's like, nah, dog. Jack is such a like little snot about it in that yeah. scene. Too. I've already, I've already saved Ben Linus. Yeah. I've already saved Ben Linus and I did it for you, Kate. I feel like there's a dot, 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 and he's on the cusp of saying, and what did you do? You fucked Sawyer. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I love Locke. I, sorry, I love Jack in this mode. It's, it's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty much gone into sicko mode. He is. <laughs> yes. he's, just, he's just letting kids die. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Kate goes to give blood. 
Yeah, uh, she flaunts, she flaunts the uh, house arrest, mm-hmm. uh, despite what Miles said. And then we get the like you said, the great scene of Miles explaining to Hurley exactly how time travel works. Yes, pretty pretty entertaining to uh, see Hurley go through the. Uh, he expects to disappear like in Back to the Future or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and he like you know what probably happened when they were writing this episode. He stumps Miles by saying, "Why doesn't Ben remember Saeed?" That is a complete anticipating the form post moment. Yep. In this episode, like a just like a game of mousetrap, just to try and try and beat the viewers to some to some loophole. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is he is correct to wonder that, and oh boy, the answer is great. I can't wait to get to it after yeah. a couple more scenes. A couple more scenes. Uh, we've got Juliet trying to stabilize Ben. She tells uh, she tells Kate to take him to the others, and then she goes and confronts Jack in the shower, <laughs> saying <laughs> saying it's wrong to let a child die. We haven't had a shower confrontation this good since wash a day off you. Yeah, you're not my type. <laughs> yeah, the, you're, you're not my type scene. Because I'm gay. <laughs> because I'm gay. Juliet to Jack, uh, the first thing she says is, I needed you. Yep. Which is great while he is uh, naked. Yep. Um, but there, there's, no, there's no hint of flirtiness here. Uh, Jack really fucked up. He... Uh, has lost both of the women in his life to Sawyer, and yeah. he does nothing to try and dig himself out at all. It's awesome. And on the other hand, her Sawyer goes to help Kate, uh, saying, you know, it's wrong to let a kid die, and also that he's doing it for Juliet. And yeah. so that's really interesting, because there was sort of this immediate thing of when Sawyer first saw Kate, sort of like you saw the rush of emotions coming back, but he's being pretty steady that he's, he's with Juliet. Now he has no interest in Kate. Sawyer rocks. Yeah. Sawyer's the best. He's, he's yeah. so cool. He w- he was allowed to have the influence of a good woman and a community to uh, he, let him. He no longer threatens to hit women. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe if, if the right, if the right context came up again, you won't, you won't want too red. That was that was just the nosebleeds. That was just yeah. the, the time travel getting that to him. Be. I'm thinking back to the Jack and Kate fight they were having earlier about him not doing the surgery. Some really yeah. great lines. I like the old you who didn't just yeah. sit around waiting for things to happen. And then Jack has the amazing comeback where he just pauses and just is like, you didn't like the old me, Kate. Yeah, it's a good That's, point. That is good shit. I love yeah, it. Jack. Jack, you know he may be he may be horrible, but he he is you know on a certain level emotionally attuned to the fact that he's a detestable person. <laughs> yeah, we get a very interesting Jack moment here with Juliet, though. To to come back to that, uh, Juliet says we didn't need saving, and there's you know the obvious parallelism of like Jack and Kate are alike in this episode because they think they're doing altruistic things, but it's really selfishly motivated on a psychological level and then juliet says we didn't leave saving uh you came back here for you jack says i came back because i was supposed to and this is effectively a lock line yeah this is like a huge change in jack yeah you're right i mean it is sort of lock or jack having fully eternal internalized locks uh locks messages to him yeah, and not not needing to like 
you know, when he's standing over his dead dad, go like, huh, this is this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> he's he's honest about it here. Uh yeah. it's cool. Uh then we get the the taking of uh of Ben to Albert and as you mentioned, we get the uh line that he won't remember any of this. <laughs> he will lose his innocence. <laughs> and oh he will my always, god. And he will always be one of us. Always good. When a middle-aged man holding a te- uh, preteen boy says he's going to lose his innocence. I Obviously, given the current state of uh, pedo discourse in America, I don't want to yeah. be too lazy with these concepts. But, oh my god, this is like, it's so freighted with, like, way too much meaning. Like, yep. Alpert is taking the child into the temple for a loss of innocence that will cause a lapse in memory yeah, on, <laughs> Not, on, on on Epstein Island. <laughs> yes, is, exactly. This is that little blue temple with the picture of Bill Clinton in the dress. <laughs> you know, not unlike the uh, lapses in memory that can happen after uh, certain traumatic losses of innocence. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot fucking going on. It makes me su- surprised they didn't do some linus reveal that we know he's capable of where he says you know i knew it was you the whole time saeed you know he's been kind of keeping that close to the vest i guess it it could have made sense right like linus is so calculating that like they and 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 he it's not like he would have seen him for the first time and been like oh shit like he knew who he was right because he had all those reports from mikhail yeah and so it's it's an interesting way to play it i mean obviously the trope here that they're working in with Saeed and Linus is like, you know, you go back in time to prevent the thing and then you fatalistically create it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that like Linus is going to get his like human heart ripped out and replaced with like an other's, an other's demon heart that will make him into E- and an essentially evil man. Let's be real. They're shooting him up with adrenochrome. They've got the baby blood. It's 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 happening. What a uh, what a lost moment. Uh, and then it ends with a flash to 2007. Uh, they're in the infirmary at the Hydra. Ben wakes up and sees John Locke, and Locke says, "Welcome back to the land of the living." Welcome to Earth, Linus. Best Kate episode. Uh, pretty fun. There was that important mythos line where one of the unnamed others says mm, yes you shouldn't you shouldn't do this without asking ellie what if charles finds out and richard says i don't answer to them yes and so i would assume that whatever is going to happen to ben is something that maybe charles deserved or jealously guarded and has implications uh for them being at odds, so that's that's kind of fun. Speaking of Ellie, there was a line up in an episode or two back about what happened to Faraday. Can you remind me what it was? Do we know yet? We don't. Sawyer said something like Faraday told us this, yeah. and her and Jack says Faraday's here, and her uh, Sawyer says not anymore. Okay, so no, we don't know what happened to him, but. We did see that scene at the beginning of the season of him going into the tunnel and bumping into Pierre Chang. So, uh, yes, okay. Assumedly, we will see that at some point. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that scene. 
Um, all, right. all right. So that is whatever happened to happen next week. Episode 12 is called, and again, this is the second sort of mantra of the season to remember, Dead is Dead, and it is a Ben episode. Okay, well, Dead isn't dead with Locke, so. So we'll see.